to the Media Boat Podcast. Hi, everybody. It's Wednesday. Yeah, you it know is. what that means. It's another edition of me dancing my ass off. Of Mike dancing his ass off, but also <laughs> the Media Boat Podcast. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with the Media Boat Podcast, we welcome. are a podcast. Well, welcome. Welcome. Uh, we are a podcast all about movies, television, video games, and music, not necessarily in that order. Today is. September the 5th, 2018. Yes, believe it or not, we are already in September. Yeah, we are. I don't know how that happened. Uh, we're nine months into the year, which means... Yeah, that's how that all, works. All those New Year babies being born born right now. All those New Year, New Year babies yep. right now. New Year's resolution of I want a kid. Mm-hmm. Happening right now. Happening right now. Fulfilled. The, um, done. Is also, check, big old check mark next to that. Is also episode 139 of the Media Boat Podcast today. Yeah, so big old check mark next to that one too. All, always. So, we always start the Media Boat Podcast with but, movies. And, and we, we also introduce start, ourselves. Uh, I was going to skip it. All right, but well, he's... I'm Matt, he's Mike. I'm Mike, he's Matt. We're going to roll on right into this because we're yeah. all professionals. That's, yeah, we try to be. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I don't succeed, but we oh, we, we can be very professional. Very professional. Oh, we have the pinky out. Yes, pinky out. How fancy we are. Yes, that's how, that's how professional we are. Uh, but yeah, uh, anyways, uh, Media Boat Podcast, we always start with film news, but we always start film news with the box office number. All right, who was on top this week? Guess what? Rollover? Third week. Third week? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? For... For rich Asians? For crazy rich Asians. Yeah, it is. That's They crazy. are number one again this week with another $28 million, adding to, get this, $117 million domestic. Hey, it hit 100. And they crossed 100. That thing hit 100. And it doesn't have a Marvel character in it. Yeah. It, That's crazy awesome. I was going to say it's a original story too, but no, based off a book. Based on a novel, but still. Yeah. Still, this proves something, right? It proves multiple things. This is a year Good writing. Really, well... Not only that, but this is a year that gave oh. us a huge blockbuster film with a majority African-American cast and a huge blockbuster film with a majority Asian cast. Mm-hmm. This is quite a year. Are we missing anything? I mean, there's probably more. Uh, <laughs> and the, 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 the movie industry can uh, now, hopefully, this will teach them that this is, this is something people will see. Yeah, there's actually uh, rumors going around right now. That a lot of the studios are trying to build off of the success and mm-hmm. quickly put together all Asian cast projects. It's almost like they, I don't know, should have been doing this in the first place. You know. <laughs> or something. Or something. Anyways. So yeah, there's, that's a, there's a market out number there. Number one movie. Your number two movie is still The Meg at 13, another 13 million. Seriously? It has 123 million, uh, <laughs> which makes sense because it's a big shark movie. It's a big shark movie. It's uh, exactly what you think summer. Yeah. It's Jason Statham. It's CGI. It's popcorn fun, I guess. Yep. Uh, more fun, though, than number three, Mission Impossible Fallout. Probably not. Fallout is your still number three movie with another $9 million, adding to its over 206 million total. So that so thing crossed 200 million. Crossed the 200. Nice. <laughs> Operation Finale is number four with $7 million. And Searching is your number five with a $7 million. While we're on box office, I'm going to do a quick side note here real, real quick. Okay, side Tidbit. note. Uh, talk about The Incredibles 2. Uh, it did not make the top five, which is why we didn't list right, it. Right, not but, this week. But it did cross the 600 million mark domestically. Nice. Making it not only the third superhero movie this year to cross that mark, but the third Disney movie to cross that mark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
It's a good another good year for them, that's for sure. Yep. Uh, so congratulations, Pixar and Disney. Uh, Incredibles two hit the six hundred million domestic. I believe that thing hit a billion. Yes. Overall. Yes, I believe worldwide. It did. I believe it did. I believe it did. Uh, so this is where the part in the show where we take a little side break and talk about if you've seen any movies this week. So I did see a movie this week. Okay, what did you see? I saw number five movie on the box office, Searching. So you looked for it, and you found it, and then you saw it. Well, I had to Google for it first. Yeah, you had to be searching. Right. All right. So. <laughs> What's up with Searching? Searching is a movie I want to give an award to. Okay. Uh, but not necessarily Best Picture. The Mike Award goes to... No, it's the Creative Aspect Award. Because this thing is basically shown the uh, computer screen the entire time. Like right, a desktop. This is that movie, okay. Yeah, where, where the whole thing is shot via desktop or iPhone. Yeah, I remember you talking about this. Or, some, or technologically, like, screen. Uh-huh. Which is funny, because you're watching it on a screen. I love my technological screens. Yeah, it's technologically great. Uh, but yeah, the whole <laughs> movie is shot and uh, told through that perspective of online searches, Google, uh, calling, um, voicemails, and uh, FaceTime. Right. And it's really good, and it's part mystery, part horror, because this is definitely a parent's worst nightmare <laughs> of not knowing what happened to your kid, but then also realizing that, oh my god, I have no idea what my kid is, or who my kid is. Right. Uh, but he's trying to put things together via their social media and trying to figure out what their actual life is like. Right. Yeah. So it's a horror film in that sense, but it's also a mystery of, of like a who done it, like what happened to the to the daughter. Okay. It's really cool, really fun and interesting, and kept my attention. At no point, even though it's a static screen for most of the time, at no point does the action really stop because it's all constantly going. Which is a really tough thing to do, especially because when in normal film, when you have stuff go, you're usually running to the end, you're usually yeah. chasing, you're usually going. There's actual physical movement, not hey, I'm doing online searches, <laughs> finding googling stuff, yeah. stuff, and finding stuff, and calling people to move the story. So for that, I applaud it. I kind of want to see this thing get a story nod or a script, original script. It's possible. I think that's as far as it'll go, though. Yeah, but definitely. I, oh, I, I, this is like one of those films where you have to see to believe, because uh, it's, it's fun. At no point do you ever like feel bored or feel like th- there's nothing going on. It's a fast paced movie. I love uh, John Cho in this thing. Uh, he's great. Also Asian American actor. Yeah. Yeah. So, leading role. Leading role. Uh, this is a Great film. Definitely check out Searching. Uh, I'm just going to skip right to it. Because because there's mainly like two people in the cast that it follows. Yeah. There's not a whole lot to talk about in terms of like the acting. Right, yeah. Uh, uh, but, it's not about that. Right. But the way it's told, the storytelling, is is what drives it. And that's why I want to say it gets the writing award. It's more over than the technical or aspect or anything else. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is definitely something that will haunt you if you're a parent, <laughs> or may seem laughable if you're a kid because yeah, you don't have the connection. If yeah. you don't have the connection, because there were some people in my in my theater who kept laughing at it. Yeah. I was like, but no, that 
That's not what you're supposed to be laughing at. Yeah, you should just, but turn, they're just kids. turn to them and be like, this is not for you. Yeah, they were just kids. <laughs> this is not for you. And by kids, I mean like high school teenagers yeah. and stuff. Like, yeah. like who have no connection to the parent aspect of it. Right. Don't know what the other side of that is. Right. Whereas if you're a parent watching this, you're like uh, completely horrified yeah. as this happens. But yeah, uh, searching, check it out while it's still in theaters. I think I would feel a feeling that because it's the low box office, it's not going to stay in theaters for very long. Yeah, probably not. They're probably got things that will kick it out. Yeah, especially as we get into September yeah. and October here. We're getting to move for release season again. Yeah. Pretty soon here. Well, so, with that, then, if you're not able to check it out in theaters, movie, uh, media about podcast, uh, official scale. scale is see it, stream it, see pass. it, stream it. Uh, definitely see like, it. Straddling the line. Well, yeah. Saying? Well, I'd say see it now if you can. Otherwise, definitely stream it. And if you do stream it, it'll become a little bit more eerier because you're probably watching it on a laptop. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> or like if you just watch it at home. But yeah, yeah. it's definitely more of that eerie sense uh, that this can actually happen and feel real life. It's definitely a parent's worst nightmare in all aspect scenarios of this thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, parent horror film. Go see it. <laughs> New genre. I just coined it. All right. Did you see anything else? Uh, in terms of a movie, no. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Okay. Well, then let's no, move on I, to I the... had busy... I had other plans. I had a mm-hmm. crazy... Well, let's move on then to what time. you, you at home, might see this weekend. Oh, yes. This weekend's what new releases include the following three movies. First up... God bless the broken road. Now, what is this besides a cheesy Rascal Flat song? This is your Christian <laughs> film. Ah, okay. Talk about God. All right. Uh, talk about. I think I saw one commercial for this thing. I thought, oh, okay, this is coming out. Do they play that oh, Rascal Flat song this week? I don't know. I watched it on mute. Oh well, <laughs> then you don't know. I don't know, but yeah, it was a Christian film coming out because uh, it's Christian time film. It's Christian time. Everybody knows September comes along and you're like, oh man, it's Christian time. Yeah, I mean, screw, come out Christians. I mean, screw uh, <laughs> December. Screw, screw Christmas. Screw yeah, Easter. Easter. Nah, first week September. of September is when you want. They're your, all your about Christmas. the Oktoberfest. Apparently, <laughs> get your Christian on. Right. Uh, also in theaters, <laughs> the nun. Which is not a Christian film, because that would yes. be a, a Catholic film. Uh, not quite, either. Oh, okay, what's, no. the, what's up with The, the Nun? The Nun is the prequel to one of the horror films. I want to say The Conjuring. Wait, I feel like there's already been like a billion... Oh, films. no, that was Annabelle. Yeah. Maybe it was prequel to... An- it's a prequel to one of these horror fr- franchises, they call The Nun. Does it involve a nun already? Yes. Okay. There's a nun in this thing who gets cursed or something. A cursed nun. A cursed nun and the father of the bride and the groom wed each other. No, I don't know. Whoa. I don't know where I'm going Whoa. There. Whoa. What are you saying? Demons and nuns make horror films. I thought you said for a second the father of the, of the bride and the groom wed each other. And I was like, I would see that movie. It's like... They're walking, walking. He's walking her down the aisle, and then and, he sees him, uh, and it's love at first sight. No, no, they walked the bride. No, they the father walks the daughter down the aisle. <laughs> then the daughter goes to take a seat, and the dad steps yeah. up. And the dad goes up there. It's like, nah, they're getting married. Yeah, if you're gonna marry my daughter, you're gonna marry me. Y'all got duped. 
Anyways. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was a tangent. Uh, that is not what The Nun is about, by the way. Oh, no, that's not. We are not doing that movie any service. But the last movie um, I have actually seen ads for, Peppermint. Oh, yes. Jennifer Gardner still wants to yes. be a badass. In Peppermint. Peppermint. Which is not a great name for an action no. movie. No, it is not. Like I, I'll, you, I hear Peppermint and I think, oh, is this like a teen comedy? Yes. Like... Peppermint. No, no. Peppermint is the story of Jennifer Gardner losing her daughter and fa- and husband uh-huh. in the on the same day. Ooh, ouch! Be uh, a double murder. Oh, I was gonna say like Celine Dion, but no, I guess not. No. Um. Wow. Really? Yeah. Okay. Really. Sure. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, that was before you said murder. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. Uh, murder. Then. Um, Jennifer Garner decides to leave for roughly three to five years and turns into Electra before she comes back and starts hunting down the wait, people who... Wait, hold on. Like like Marvel's Electra? Uh, basically. Okay, is that what you're referencing? Okay, yeah. got it. I just wanted to make that clear. Because she leaves. Like, she Not like mythological Electra. No. Okay. No, like she, she disappears and then comes back and starts hunting down the people who and starts hanging out wronged in her. Kitchen. The people who wronged her. Because bros out with Daredevil. Yes. Right? And Gordon Ramsay. Bros out. Alright. Okay. That sounds like a movie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's definitely a movie. Those are your movies that are coming out this Friday, so if any of that sounds interesting... (laughs) I don't know. We should really write that uh, that that wedding movie now. That, that we had uh, a template. Father of the bride of the groom. Father of the bride of the groom. Wait, no, that doesn't make any sense. Anyways, <laughs> all right, let's move into movie news then. All right, let's start with some good news. Um, Marvel is once again ruining the box office. Speaking of Marvel, so uh, one of the the people in charge over at Marvel, Kevin Feige, which is always a fun name to say. Yes. Fage, Fage, Feige. It's, I, it, I, I choose go, to call him Feige. I go with Feige. Yeah. I'm sure that's probably not right, but yeah. whatever. Uh, he is getting honored by the Producers Guild of America. Why would he be doing that? He's getting the 2019 David O. Selznick Achievement Award at the 30th Annual Producers Guild Awards on January 19th. In case you're wondering about a little brief history of Mr. Feige, he became Marvel's president in 2007. And quickly enacted the beginnings of the MCU, which to date has collectively grossed $17.6 billion. In fact, this year alone, Marvel's Black Panther, aforementioned, has earned $1.3 billion and Infinity War has earned $2 billion worldwide, (laughs) respectively. Previous winners of this Producers Guild Award, by the way. Who do they join? Who does he join? Include David Heyman, Billy Wilder. Clint Eastwood, Jerry Bruckheimer, Brian Grazer, Kathleen Kennedy, Frank Marshall, Scott Rudin, and Steven Spielberg. That is, that's Steven Spielberg? That's Steven Spielberg. That list is actually a really good, like, who's, who's who, who of, of producers. producers. Like, blockbuster producers. Yeah. Like, just show anybody that list and they're like, yeah, yeah, those are names I recognize. Yep. Uh, but yeah, congratulations. Um, this is, as we said, 10 years in the making um, well, really, it was like started out as a five-year plan, six-year, yeah, five-year plan, 2007 to 2012 with Avengers, and people enjoyed it. It just kept going. So hey, he 
got the magic formula. I mean, yeah, it's about time to get some recognition, you know, yeah. more than the office, the box office dollars we keep throwing at him. Right. But yeah, actual hardware this time. <laughs> yeah, he has this thing to put on his wall. Or shelf, or, you know, whatever. whatever. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to our next story here, uh, which also involves a, uh, a, uh, a connection to Marvel. Disney. Disney. Right. The owner. So uh, our, our weekly Disney update or whatever is going on. Is, uh, this is a little shady, though, this time, but not on Disney's part. This time on Redbox's part. Ooh. Redbox, of course, the company uh, that runs those red kiosks at your local uh, convenience store and or grocery store that spit out DVDs and Blu-rays that you can rent for a night. Yes. Not only games, uh, not only movies, well, but also, also games. games. But uh, they're a little hot water right now for something that didn't involve discs at all. They're in hot water with Disney because they were reselling codes. Originally found on Disney home releases for access to digital versions of their films. Yeah, so for those of you that don't know, Redbox has an actual streaming service yes. where you can rent movies. So, basically, uh, Disney has won a lawsuit against Redbox for this. Uh, they were selling, like I, like I said, they were sell, uh, selling the digital codes that people could redeem at online outlets to access copies of Disney movies such as Black Panther. Redbox got a hold of their combo pack releases. Oh, the Blu-ray, uh, DVD, exactly. and online streaming. And online streaming. Grabbed those codes, sold them at a cheaper price, while placing the physical copies from those boxes inside the kiosks that are sold at the in like the actual boxes. Oh uh, yeah, that that's a big no-no. Yeah, definitely. You can't do that. Disney says the packaging states the codes are not for sale or transfer, and thus it went up against the first sale doctrine. And Disney leveraging digital content to restrict secondary transfers of physical copies. This was Redbox's plea. It was basically like, well, they're not up, like, they're, they're basically cheating consumers out of this. You can't have, like, that be exclusive, is basically mm -hmm. what they were saying. Right. But also, we were talking about uh, First Sale Doctrine a couple yes, of weeks we ago. Yes, we were about that story about uh, uh, video Bethesda games. shutting down that reseller. Yeah, about uh, video games. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah. Um, Disney has changed, though, the language on its combo pack boxes from now on in part of the first introduction and one on the second attempt. Yeah, so congratulations, Disney, I guess. Yeah, I guess. I'm, this is a weird this one. This is a weird one because it's like, okay, this stuff sucks, like the way that they distribute this stuff. Right. But at the same time, come on, Redbox. That's like something like a shady like person operating their own kiosk at the convenience store would do. Not a national <laughs> company. Yeah. You can't fight Disney on this. It's like, yeah, you think, you're like, oh, we have the rights to this code just as an end user would be. But that's probably not what the fine print says. And Disney proved that. Right. I mean, I mean Redbox is like sales pitch, sales motto. Sales, what am I trying to say here? <laughs> Selling, they're, cycling. They're, yeah, they're sales models. Though. Sales model. That's yeah. yes, the, the beautiful sales model. <laughs> yeah. Walking out and showing off the product. Just uh, a giant <laughs> red box box and heels. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> yes. Uh, red box sale, uh, sales model <laughs> is... I'm going to animate it, and then it just yep. opens up with yep. all the DVDs yep. in it. It's a little DVDs and then a little, yeah. little tease. Uh, yeah, the and actual... Close, yeah. tease, <laughs> and they close, tease, they close. Anyways, yeah, the actual sell models, sell, selling models for Redbox is, I mean, it's smart because they do for like three bucks a night uh -huh. at $24 a DVD. 
and do that in a month, it pays for it, but then you have multiple in there, and after the first month, you're just collecting um, profit off of it. So it's yeah. smart, but, you know, you kind of want to do it the proper way, too, because you're now... Re- you have been for a while, and actually recognized company. Yeah, you would think. <laughs> but anyways, all right, well, we talked this to death, so let's move on. All right, let's move on. To our weekly Netflix story. Wait, we just talked about Netflix in TV, though. Yeah, but this time it's in movies, because... Netflix is considering putting Alfonso Cuarón's, yes, famous director. Yes, of uh, uh, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Sure, yes, but also other movies. Um, <laughs> upcoming film Roma in theaters before it debuts on its streaming service. So it's looking to boost its profile in the awards race by premiering in theaters for one or two weeks before it hits the streaming service to meet its day and date policy. But there's a little caveat with theater releases. Well, here's the thing. Major cinema chains chains. have a three-month exclusive theatrical window, and because of it, they won't play that Netflix title if Netflix presents it that way. So, Quran's film is looking for a November-December release date in more than 20 U.S. theaters with other directors, including Paul Greengrass... And the Goen Brothers premiering at the Venice Film Festival this past weekend and could be seeking theatrical distribution deals through Netflix. So, we'll see. Yeah, um, Netflix has tried to do the theatrical day and date release as well. They did it with the Beast of No Nation yeah. to f- failure, I want to say. Yeah, it, it, only made, out. it only made $90,000 in theaters because it yeah. only premiered in 12 theaters, which for yeah. all theater average is pretty good. But, but for any major distribution, major distribution, you would have to play game with the theaters. Right. With the chains. And if they, they clearly don't want to because they're like, we're Netflix. This thing is going to be on Netflix. We only want this to be like a one or two week thing before we st- stay on Netflix for the rest of time. And it makes sense <laughs> because a bulk of movies make the majority of their money yeah. in the first two, two to three weeks. It's just, yeah, clear, well, clearly they need to figure out a compromise between the chains and, and the company if they're ever going to have an actual presence in, like, award season. Yeah, because it needs to be a theatrical release mm-hmm. for it to be eligible. be eligible. As we found out, which awards were that? That was the awards for Cannes Film Festival. The Cannes, right? yeah. Where they were basically, like, told Netflix, nah, man, sorry, you don't, you don't count. Right. So, yeah, it'll be an interesting thing to watch as they continue trying to edge their way in. <laughs> Eventually, they'll get there. They'll find their <laughs> way. Uh, Alfonso Cuarón's last film, by the way. What was it? 2013. Really? Gravity. Oh, yeah, that's right. He directed that. Yeah. That with with Sandra Bullock and George Clooney and Space. Yeah, that was a big deal at the time. Yeah, because it was an IMAX 3D thing shot in 3D, and you had a panic attack at it. Yeah, I sure did. <laughs> That was, that was a bad time for me to see. You got a panic because it was silent. Yeah, I know. I was just. It sounded like space. I was in bad shape back then. Okay. Anyways, and we were watching like I'm five minutes. Now. Five minutes in, you literally walked yeah. out and did not return. Nope, I, I couldn't do it. Matt's <laughs> ready to stop talking. About yeah, this let's now. move on. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, I think we should go on to one of our favorite topics. Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> and our weekly coverage of Michael B. Jordan. Uh, this week, we're talking about how he's helped Warner Brothers announcing new company-wide policy. They are now going to make a better uh, effort to include 
well, more inclusivity in front of and behind the camera. I believe we call these inclusion writers. Yes, they do. Michael B. Jordan has partnered with the company to establish the new initiative, which will apply to all their products moving forward. Jordan's forthcoming legal drama, uh, not his legal drama like he's in legal drama, but no, the his film. new movie that is a legal drama. Not titled legal right, drama. It's called Just Mercy. And will be the first production, get it, just mercy, mercy. Uh, will be the first production to adopt the new policy. Policy aims to, of course, include greater numbers of women, people of color, the LGBTQ plus community, those with disabilities, and other underrepresented groups. Yeah, so we've already talked about this, uh, how Michael E. Jordan's own production company is, is solely doing inclusion rights in everything that they produce. And they made a deal with Warner Brothers, so now, hey. Yeah. They're just going to roll that inclusion right thing into literally everything they're going to pump out now. Hey, what a guy. I mean... What a guy. I mean, he's able to get to a big studio. Yeah. A major studio. Major studio. And that that's a big deal. <laughs> it is. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy about this. This is nothing but good. So, yep. hope other studios take note. I mean, he was in at Disney for Black Panther, but hey. Yeah. Good job on Warner Brothers good for job. picking that up. All right, well, that does it for te- uh, for movie news. Gravity was working against Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Honey. Uh, let's move on <laughs> to television. Uh, we always open television, of course, with sports. All right, and you, it is the beginning of the NFL football season, which yes. means get those fantasy team lineups ready. Oh, man, and do we have a lot of football news for you because All right. of that. Who signed what for well much money? First up. Aaron Donald. The Donald. The not Donald. that Donald, not that but Donald. the Donald. Signed a deal with the L.A. Rams. Yes, defensive uh, ta- defensive end player of the year, Aaron Donald. No, defensive player of the year, just overall. Yeah. The, the best defensive player in the game right now. Uh, huge contract signed for the Rams. Six years, $85 million guarantee, I think. Uh, and because he signed such a big deal, it means our next story got screwed on his deal. Uh, yeah, the, the actual defensive player of the year you have here. Uh, no, uh, that's uh, last year's defensive player of the year. Oh, sorry, last year. Yeah, uh, so Khalil 20, Mack. Yeah, so 2016 defensive player of the year. Got traded to the Bears. Aaron Donald was 2017 defensive <laughs> player of the year. The Bears. The Bears. Yeah, so Khalil Mack could not reach a deal with John Gruden and the Raiders, and so he got traded Sad. for money and picks. That's yep. right. They got some first-round draft picks for Khalil Mack. And another football news, Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell still hasn't reported to the Steelers. And this is pissing me off because I have him in my fantasy league. <laughs> you did yourself in. And he, uh, well, he did this last year to me too, where he held out for the franchise tag, um, did not was able only played like half of the game in the first game, but then basically wrecked the yeah. the rest of the season because he's Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. Behind the Steelers' offensive line. And lastly, uh, we would be remiss if we didn't mention the big football uh, news this week, uh, which is, has been a cross-media explosion of stupidity. Uh, <laughs> okay. Nike this... announced their new ad campaign with Colin Kaepernick. Uh, will be He will be the face of Nike's 30th anniversary Just Do It campaign. Yes. Uh, when images of this came out on the internet, a bunch of idiots started burning their feet off. <laughs> Uh, because it had the Nike logo on their shoes uh, and or socks. Yeah. Uh, don't, this is, don't this burn is your shoes while you're wearing them. I shouldn't have to tell you that. But somehow... Also, don't cut off your clothing while you're wearing it. 
I shouldn't have to tell you that either. Right. But hey, people are stupid. People are dumb. People are just <laughs> basically like, screw Nike. Yeah. And then not realizing that Nike is a big conglomerate and owns right. other uh, clothing properties as well. So, two, two things about this. First of all, people who are being dumb on the internet about this are idiots and... As uh, that's obvious. Someone, yes, as uh, Easy E once said, <laughs> they can do whatever they want. They already bought. The, they already I, bought it. Yes, in theory. Yeah. Uh, but the second thing about this, no, this does not make uh, suddenly Nike as hashtag resistance and somehow on the good side. Keep in mind, Nike is still a terrible corporation that still uses child labor in their overseas. Uh, manufacturing. Keep that in mind, guys, before the you gap. go, oh, Nike, so awesome in 2018. Keep these things in mind, people. Uh, Anyways. I would argue that against, I would argue <laughs> that Gruden was the one who actually, who actually oh. screwed the Raiders. Okay. Cleo Mack was paid $141 million to play for News the Bears. from the front. News from the front. And Le'Veon Bell is a beast. Uh, he's blowing the game. <laughs> Le'Veon is a fun name to Le'Veon. say. He is. Let's go to the passion after the le. Le-Vion. Also, it's le-vi. It's le-vi. Not le-vi. C'est le-vi. C'est le-vi. C'est le-vion. C'est le-vion. Question that needs to be answered, though. One. Okay. Who do you predict will win the Super Bowl? That's a little early, isn't it? It is. But if you put money on it in Vegas now, it can pay off. I think last year the Eagles were like 500 to 1. Yeah. They were like... Five, uh, like like twenty to one odds. Uh, All right. Well, who do you got? Answer the question. I, I part of me wants to say the Rams because of course it's part of because me the they won Coach of the Year, yeah. Offensive Player of the Year, Defense Player of the Year, and they picked up a lot of good defensive acquisitions. Could be. But part of me also wants to say the Vikings because they were yeah. surprisingly good last year. I remember that. I was actually thinking about the Vikings. I was thinking about the Vikings and I was thinking about uh, the Falcons again. The Falcons? Yeah. Ooh. I'm, okay. I mean, the top three that they are always... They need redemption, man. The top three that are always going to be in conversation are yeah. the Patriots, the Packers, yeah. and the Saints. Does Aaron, Does Rodgers have one in him? Rodgers Rogers got paid, so he doesn't yeah, need to have paid. one. <laughs> Rodgers doesn't need to have one in him. He, he got doesn't paid. need to worry about it. He's getting money. <laughs> yeah. Unless uh, he wants that legacy. Uh, question two. Uh, what will you do with your Nike gear? <laughs> my answer, all my Nike clothing is too big now, so I'll continue wearing my New Balance shoes that actually fit my feet. <laughs> well, New Balance has their own problems, too, but I'm not going to go into that now. Let's move on. <laughs> so what are you going to do with all your Nike products? I don't have any Nike products, so I'm good. Uh, uh, and this doesn't make me want to buy any more, either. So. You, you consciously know where you shop? I mean, give or take. Give or take. I mean, no one's gonna be that like, uh, like of of knowing about that kind of thing. I don't expect anybody to. Just just don't shop at H and M. Just do what you can <laughs> when you can. Don't. I don't expect anybody to be perfect. Um, but anyways, let's move on. Yeah. Anyways, I think. That's... Anything else in sports? We talked a lot about football. Anything else going on? Uh, or is this dead zone in other sports. No, but NCAA football is back, which means top twenty-five right. rankings. You like college. weekly college sports? Going on. Oh, and uh, last year's um, NCAA champion um, MVP, Toa Tua Tangalova. Whoa. 
the, you remember the, the, the freshman? Are you sure that isn't an island on the Orange Archipelago? Yes, I am sure. Okay. He's the freshman from Alabama that came in the second half and okay. won the game for Alabama. Uh, can you say his name one more time? Tua Tangaloa. No, like you did the first time? Tua Tangaloa. There we go. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, um, he's he's uh, the starting over uh, oh. Jalen Hurts. Hurts, don't it? Hurts, don't it? <laughs> You were waiting for that one. Yeah, I was. Uh, that, we I have feel, to, that's why I brought it up. We have to move on. Well, do we have to? Yes. I want to swim in my little sports section. We here. have to move on. All right, fine. This, this show cannot be two hours long again. It's All not. Right, let's talk about television news. All right. Our first story is about Dick Wolf. Dick Wolf about it. <laughs> because I love this good story about Dick Wolf. Yes, yes you do. Uh, NBC has ordered a new series from Dick Wolf. What's this uh, one about? It will have a, it will be another spinoff of Law and Order called Law and Order Colon Hate Crimes. Oh, I love my colon hate crimes. No, it's colon oh. hate crimes, not about colons. Uh, but it is about hate crimes. It has received a 13-episode order. It will be co-created with SVU showrunner Warren Light. And it will be based off New York's actual hate crimes task force. Wait, there's an actual hate crimes task force? There's an actual hate crimes task force. Uh, the second oldest bias-based task force in the U.S. Huh. The first incarnation of this new unit will be introduced in the latter part of an upcoming 20th season, get that, of SVU. Oh, the, yeah. SVU is just the show that keeps on showing. Yep. Have keeps you, on did you know now that... Uh, SVU has... Uh, Ice-T Ice Ice -T has now been a television cop for longer than he was a rapper. <laughs> 20 years? I read that. I read that somewhere and they were like, are you kidding? I, I was like, Did we cross that me? threshold? He is now no, probably more known as a television star to people than a rapper. Well, to be fair, Ice Cube is probably more known yeah. as that movie star that a... For a while he was. Yeah, than yeah. an actual rapper. It's crazy to think about. But yes, uh, Dick Wolf, uh, he hopes his new show can bring begin a dialogue in the world. Where hate crimes have reached an egregious level. This will, by the way, be the seventh series in the Law and Order franchise. The the seventh um, number seven. Lucky number seven. Yeah. Well, I mean, SVU got people special victims unit. I mean, yeah, got people. It's keep, it keep. Yeah, keeps going. I mean, it brought it more mainstream into basically nightly news yeah. and Dateline and all that yeah. good stuff. Twenty four hour forty eight hour mysteries. It's a lot. So yeah, hate crimes. Name the other six spinoffs, can you? Uh, well, there's Criminal Intent. Is the yes. One. Uh, there's Law and Order Proper. Yes. Uh, so SEU we talked about. SEU. Uh, there's this one. Yes. Um, there was... Shoot. There was the one that was... I, I'm trying to remember. There was this one that was really short-lived where they tried to like a more um, documentary-style approach. I forget what the tagline for that was. Oh, those the one last year where they swallowed the one. Yeah, it was like story. justice for something. Or, yeah, shoot. What I know what you're called? talking about. That was under the Law and Order Brett banner. Yes, that was under the Law and Order banner. And then there's something else too. There's two more after that. Oh my god. Was there just a city one? Just Los Angeles? Because I thought that was more like a CSI thing. Law and Order. I think just the. I think there might have been a Law and Order Los Angeles. Whatever. We can't dwell yes. on this. <laughs> I just want to see if you do it. Yeah, I couldn't name them off the top of my head. All right. Too many. Okay. Let's move on. Yes, let's move on and talk about Superman. All right. Well, no, actually, we're not talking about Superman yet. Yeah, we are. Instead, oh, I see. I see what you mean. We're talking, uh, the story involves Henry Cavill, and so you think we're talking about Superman. Yes. No, we're not. Henry Cavill's mustache? No, we're not talking about Henry Cavill or his mustache. Instead, we are talking about 
a uh, television adaptation, a Netflix adaptation of the video game series The Witcher. Yes, we reported earlier uh, that they picked up the rights to The Witcher story, and yep. now we have our first official cast. Well, guess it. what? Henry Cavill will be playing Geralt. Geralt? Geralt? I don't know. I've never played those games. He will be joined by two female leads, a sorceress and a young princess, as they navigate their journey through towards destiny. I like that. Lauren Schmidt Hisrich, that's a good name, will be the showrunner. And directors include Alik Sakharov, Alex Garcia Lopez, and Charlotte Brandstrom. Do you know any of those people? No, but they all sound like women to me. Yeah, they do. Uh, so there you go. Uh, the Witcher, in case you guys don't know, is a video game RPG series that's uh, Polish in origin. Yeah. Uh, ah. It's based on actually a bunch of Polish books. All right, so based off that fact, name the other two females. Uh, I don't co leads. I literally told you I don't know anything about those games. Oh. Well, I never played any. All right, well, who do you, would you like to see start alongside here? Oh, who? Cast them. Yeah, cast uh, it. Uh, I don't know. You need one source. I know one what these princess. characters look like. They can make anyone look like anything, okay? <laughs> Darius is a brunette who dresses up as a, a white-haired blonde. All right. I never read the, the books, nor do I really watch Game of Thrones. So, got nothing for you. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Okay, fine. Oh, don't I don't play want to my, talk about this. Don't anymore. play my game. Fine. I'm not playing your game. <laughs> let's talk about HBO. All right. What and, about HBO? And risque late night content. Ooh. Wait, you mean the the late 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 night stuff? So after you, hours? Yes. As you might have known. In case you're into this kind of thing. I used to be There's been less kind of and thing. less late night erotica on HBO in recent years. Because it went to Skidamax. And it's only going to follow that trend, apparently. Over the past several years, HBO has been ramping up original programming and quietly declining its adult programming. Because it's easily available elsewhere. Well, guess what? As a response, prominent uh, web porn deliver delivery service Pornhub... Yes, that Pornhub. That, that Pornhub is offering to produce new episodes of sex-positive programs formerly hosted by HBO, including Real Sex and Taxi Cab Confessions. Oh, the informative ones. Yeah, exactly. Cool. So, uh, yeah, if you're a uh, purveyor of Pornhub, <laughs> a, a, a I don't know, maybe somebody uh, out there is. A purveyor? A purveyor. 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 A purveyor? That wasn't on purpose, but thank you for pointing that out. Okay. I thought um, that was on purpose, but... I mean, this actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Like, this is actually a really cool move. I mean, Pornhub is one of the... If not the biggest? I think it's the biggest. Well, I think it is the biggest. It's, not, it's, of it's Pornhub time, and YouPorn are the top two, I think. I... Yeah, sure. I don't know. What do you use? I... Let's just continue. <laughs> That's... Well, it's not for a public consumption. No, well, because well, the one guy who owns like all like the top six, like purposely did that so that way nobody yeah. could show ads on it, uh -huh. and just people just upload stuff on it. Smart. It's smart. It's smart. Yeah. But yeah, uh, this is a smart idea uh, because I'm sure there are plenty of people who miss stuff like that. I, I I specifically know people in real life who were fascinated by real sex and that and the, like I could take a guess they'd be, they'd be into the fact that that's coming back. So. I could take a guess at who that is. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> pretty cool. All right, let's move on. All right, let's move on. We talked about Marvel already, so it's only fitting that we talk about the DC universe. All right. Hey, don't they have that new streaming service coming? They up? sure do. In fact, the story is about that. What the streaming service is scheduled to launch? Get this in like two weeks in September. What? On September 15th. That is really early. Were we talking about this like a month ago? 
so yeah, their first original show, of course, is Titans, the Teen Titans one, uh, set to premiere on October 12th. Members can draw upon a library of TV, film, and comics, including the classic TV shows Lois and Clark and an HD remastered version of Batman the Animated Series. That sounds awesome. That's probably how they're trying to get people, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, you're going <laughs> to want to watch Batman the Animated Series because it's the best Batman with they're, Kevin Conroy. Yeah, they're not only uh, doing this on September 15th, September 15th is also Batman Day, where they will be using that day to promote all things DC. Service, by the way, in case you're wondering what it will rate, it will run at $7.99 a month or a special $74.99, uh, $74.99, I should say, for 15 months. If you subscribe before launch date, if you pre-order, you will be entered into a contest to win a tour of Warner Brothers' lot and a ride in the Batmobile. Now, which, which Batmobile, Batmobile is the question? I, I want to say Adam West Batmobile, but I believe that could also be Batmobile of your choice because Warner's lot houses all know. the Batmobiles. Which one would you choose? Of all Batmobiles. Of all Batmobiles? Yeah. Um... Plastic-looking Batman and Robin really? Batmobile. I thought for sure you were going to say Christopher Nolan tank. No, not, not the Tumblr. Okay. No. The Tumblr. That thing was so cool, that though. Was, <laughs> yeah, but it's a, you feel so compact into it, though. Maybe. Because it's just all around you, whereas at least the other ones have an open-airness to it. <laughs> and you can see... The Batmobile as you ride into it. Ride in it. As you ride in it. All right. Well, that does it for uh, television news. It's like just a car. It's just like a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you're right. I know my aesthetics. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Uh, so that, like I said, is television news as we know it. Uh, did you watch any television this week of note? Um, no, but I would like to note that okay. um, on Amazon right now, you can watch... Uh, the Office's Jim as Jack Ryan. Um, oh, right. Yeah, the new John Krasinski Jack yeah. Ryan thing is out, and apparently people love that thing. Yeah, it, it is good. It's getting so good far. buzz. Yeah. I meant to watch it, but then the weekend happened. The weekend happened? Yeah, we'll talk about that in a little bit. The weekend happened. Like like Starboy? Yeah, like, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Okay. But the weekend <laughs> happened. All right. Uh, yeah, I'll get to that. The weekend <laughs> happened. Stop it. Okay. We're moving on now. <laughs> Fittingly, to music. To music? We're moving on to music. Was there nothing canceled? You didn't. You don't have this. You have a blank spot next to cancellations. I have a blank spot next to cancellations and renewals. <laughs> yeah. Let me see No here. cancellations and renewals. No deaths. I do, We're, I, clean. Uh, <laughs> We're clean. We're clean. I do <laughs> believe there was no Run death. away! Okay. I want to say there was at least one thing that got renewed. If you I can, can find it in three seconds, but I'm moving on otherwise. Uh, yes, I actually do remember. It was, uh, okay. yes, Netflix officially picks up. Um, That's not a cancellation. It's a renewal. Yeah, it is. It's a renewal. Netflix picks up Designated Survivor. Oh, weird. Okay. Yes. Didn't see that coming. And, uh, yeah. Why? That, that's why, because it's the only thing that I, that got, uh, that was announced today. That's why. Oh, okay. That's the only thing. Otherwise, it was a dead weird. week. All right, well, dead week. That means we get to move on to music. Uh, yeah, so if one thing died this week, it was this that week. It was that, yeah. Uh, also, real quickly, uh, in sports news, Otani will get Tommy John surgery, which means his career is basically over at this point. Oh, no. No one ever comes back for Tommy John surgery. Who's Tommy John? Uh, he's the one who gives you the surgery. Oh, okay. Uh, is so he going to have the surgery thus, performed on his bed Otani, thus, in, in terms of cancellations and deaths, Otani's uh, career... Uh, is now That's on the so DL. Sad. 
right. Let's uh, and yeah, this was expected to happen because he's pitching like a hundred games out of the season or something. Yeah, it's rough. Yeah, and he got injured earlier this year, so, so yeah. this makes sense. Um, Otani, uh, you are our canceled player of the week. Oh, it's so sad. All right, let's move on <laughs> quickly as fast as possible to music. All right, let's go to the Billboard. We're talking about the Billboard charts. That's how we open music, and we begin with the Hot 100, which is your singles chart. Your number one song in the country is still In My Feelings by Drake. In My Feelings? In Your Feelings. In My yes, Feelings. yours specifically. I'm feeling Shout it. out to Kiki. Moving on. Oh, that, that, that's <laughs> number good, two. No, that's a good um, <laughs> fancy name. In My Feelings. In My Feelings? No, In My Feelings. Out of Feelings. Oh, God. In My Feelings. You can use that one. <laughs> All right. Number two, uh, Girls Like You by Maroon 5. Number three, Girlies I Like, like It you. by Cardi B. Number four, Better Now by Post Malone. Number five, Fifi by 6 9 if you th- if that sounds like it's the same for three weeks straight, it's because it is. It is the same thing for three weeks straight. Woo! But guess what isn't? Your Billboard 200, your album's chart, is different is again it? this week. So, is Ariana Grande not on top? No. She has been topped. Your number one album the Who country right now Ariana Grande? is Love Yourself, colon, Answer by uh, K-pop group BTS. BTS? That is your number one album in the country right now. Hey, we talked about that about This is the like, second, second time... One. This year, that a K-pop album has topped the chart. Uh, it is also the second time that BTS, BTS has. has. Yes. yes. Uh, it's definitely an interesting time in music. Uh, number two, uh, moving down, uh, uh, or up, I guess, technically from last week. Or no, staying where he was last week. Astro World by Travis Scott is your number two album still. Scorpion by Drake moves back up to number three. And four is Sweetener by Ariana Sweetener. Grande. Number five, moving down, is Queen by Nicki Minaj. Oh, okay. I thought you meant actual queen. No, not greatest hits by queen. No, like Nicki Minaj is queen. Nicki Minaj is queen. All right. All right. Let's move on to upcoming releases for this week. All right. What do I got to listen to this week? We have the band Adult with This Behavior. Chili Gonzalez with Solo Piano 3. You just like that name. Yeah, you? I do. Clutch with Book of Bad Decision. It's Clutch. Eric Bachman with No Recover. Everlast. They're still making music. With Whitey Ford's House of Pain. That's the name of their album. Jeff the Brotherhood with Magic Songs. Lenny Kravitz with Ray's Vibrations. Yes, that Lenny Kravitz. Macy Gray. That Macy Gray with yep. Ruby. Mothers with Render Another Ugly Method. Paul McCartney. That yeah, Paul McCartney. That Paul McCartney. With Egypt Station. Paul Simon. Yeah, yes, that, that Paul, Paul Simon. Simon. Yeah, stop doing this. In the, <laughs> in the blue light, Ray Spoon with Bodies of Water. Sauna Youth with Deaths. Swamp Dog yeah. with Love, Loss, and Auto-Tune. Which I feel is like an alternate uh, uh, name for that Kanye West album. Probably. Uh, Teleman with Family of Aliens. And lastly, uh, my pick of the week. An EP from Waxahachie, uh, Great Thunder. Waxahachie! Yeah, that's an EP. That's okay. not a full-length release. That is This Week in Music Releases. Woo! Alright. Time to get into the music news. And first one is not really music news, but eh. because it was like the top five stories I saw. Yeah. It, we kind of was all to, week. I saw stuff yeah, like this. We were going to bring this up. Speaking of Miss Sweetener herself, Ariana Grande, she made some news this week. She, Whoa. of course, attended and performed at Aretha Franklin's funeral. Which occurred earlier this week. Uh, during yes, she's the, saying uh, God is a woman. Uh, and also um, 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 an Aretha Franklin classic, which I cannot remember off the top of my head. But she definitely sang an Aretha song. Okay. Uh, but yeah, uh, she made some news this weekend, or more like people made news on her, I guess you could say. Bishop Charles H. Ellis 
has apologized after touching the singer's chest oh, and yeah. for making a racial joke about her name. <laughs> a video of the moment the bishop wraps his arm around Grande shows his hand touching the side of her breast. The bishop apologized to Grande, her fans, and the Hispanic community for making a joke about seeing her name and thinking it was ugh, a new item on the Taco Bell menu. Oh. Yeah, that's a low-hanging fruit right there. It's like also, around the, the, is a the Starbucks joke is the easy one, I would think. The Taco Bell joke is a little, little they don't uh, do grande rougher. Anymore. Yeah, they, they don't have anything grande over there. I don't think so. They got rid of that when uh, McDonald's got rid of the supersize. Is that what they used to call? Yeah, they're, they're like supersize equivalent grande. Yeah, it's grande. I don't remember this. I remember Wendy's had the biggie. Yeah, I love the big. <laughs> I love myself a biggie. Yeah. Anyways, going back to the <laughs> the uh, pastor, don't think about that bishop one, guy. Um, yeah. yeah, people zoomed in and showed yeah, him actually so moving great. his finger, yeah. tapping the side of the chest. In front of literally everyone. Yes. He, uh, he did say that, well, he hugged everyone. and uh, That's not a hug, yeah, bro. That's not a hug. Yeah, that's rough. Uh, that, that's a double That's double tap. That's gross. Come on, why did you make me laugh at that? That's not what you call that. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's talk about you too. Me not, too. Not you too. All right. Let's talk about the movement. The band. No. The movement. The band. You too. No. Not you too. Oh. God. The band you too, <laughs> specifically Bono. Okay. Let's talk about Mr. Bono. Bono. Well, Bono. Uh. Well. He's lost something, and he still can't find what he's looking for. Has he, he hasn't found it yet. Is it no. on the Boulevard of Broken Dreams? Turns out, no. It's his voice. Bono has lost his voice. Well, Sunday, bloody Sunday. <laughs> Following a gig in Berlin, he tried to sing Beautiful Day before leaving the stage and ending the concert, uh, but I guess he failed? I don't know. You don't have any follow-up to that sentence? Not, not a beautiful day for him. <laughs> no, it was not. Uh, he saw a doctor and should be back in time to complete the band's Experience and Innocence Tour, which is the name of the tour. Uh. Uh, that's what they're calling it. Uh, Bono should be able to perform at their next stop in Cologne. On Tuesday, and would be back in Berlin on November 13th for additional shows that are already planned. So, Bono won't be uh, uh, without voice for too long. Yeah, uh, this was a uh, video, there were videos posted this. It was sudden and quick, and also end of the concert, because of course you say Beautiful Day for the end of the yeah, concert. It's the, um, it's the encore song, if yeah, you do Yeah. at this point. Uh, I think it was before the encore, they sang it, and then they walked on stage, and he couldn't. It's come uh, back. Let me guess, it's uh, they do, for their encores, they probably do Beautiful Day and then In the Name of Love. That's probably your you two encore, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's what you do. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, is there something I'm missing? Maybe you round it out to three. Maybe you maybe do. do. Uh, um. um vertigo. Vertigo. Uh, to vertigo. end it. Yeah, and on a high note. Yeah. Yeah. Probably know. vertigo. Oh, high note. High note. Vertigo. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> We're losing it. All right. Anyways, uh, well, well, wishes to Bono. You're since uh, since <laughs> yeah. you're not canceling any tour dates, you're obviously yeah. not that hurt. Oh, Ooh. I mean, it's a serious thing, <laughs> but mean. it's serious. Yeah, you <laughs> lost your better. voice, but come on, get better. It's not going to get better, but it's not like tour ender, tour ending yeah. season ending career injury. But let's talk about a band making a little comeback. All right. Instead of a band uh, endlessly touring. Here's a band that uh, <laughs> I've heard about for a few years here, and they're coming back. Uh, none other than Jack Black's Tenacious D. What? Kyle Gass' Tenacious D? I know. Both of them, even. 
Uh, they've announced a new album, uh, including Dave Grohl on drums, because we have to mention Dave Grohl every episode of this podcast. Dave Grohl is constantly doing <laughs> something except raising his kids, apparently. No, I'm sorry, that's a bad joke. <laughs> that's a bad joke. Don't... Dave Grohl is a great dad. Yeah, let's not. Uh, so this, uh, they will also debut with an animated series. Oh yeah, this is hilarious. Under the same name. It will be called Post Apocalypto. It's great. Uh, due November 2nd. Yes. It will be a six-part animated series that will air on their YouTube channel on September 28th with a new episode every Friday until the album drops on the 2nd. The official synopsis finds the band in a world following the drop of an atomic bomb and quickly learn that new forms of evil have spawned, leaving Tenacious D to save what's left of the world. So, guess how they survived the blast with the atomic bomb? Uh, were they hiding out in something? Yes, they were. Okay. Was it made of heavy metal? Possibly. Am I close to the pun? Possibly. Am I warm? You're close. Where's the pun? Oh, it's a refrigerator. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that seems too obvious. But okay. I know. Um, but yeah, the album and the series is called <laughs> Post Apocalyptico. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, sounds alright. And I mean, yeah, they'll be de- debuting new songs I each know. week up until the album. The, the album yeah. list, sorry, song list, yeah. is available online for you to look at, but... There's nothing for you to play, right. so you can just look at it and then go ahead and speculate to your heart's desires until, what's the first date? Uh, September 28th will be the beginning of this series, and then November 2nd is the album. Okay, so all of, you have all basically all of October to watch Tenacious D, the cartoon, Yeah. The before cartoon. you get Tenacious D, the comedy. You mean the The, the album, the comedic album. Or, sure. It's, I guess that's not really comedic, there's actual comedy. They, they're stuff. both, they do both. Yeah. They're songs that are also funny. I mean, they're that. funny, but they're also like hard rock. Yeah, they're, they're, they're Jack, it's Jack Black's band, outlet. Yeah. yeah, it's real band. Yeah. Uh, anyways, so there you go. I'm sure lots of people are excited about that. All right. So our last story actually rolls right into uh, your thoughts. Uh, yes, I do have thoughts. You do have thoughts about something. Because <laughs> Sometimes. Unfortunately, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, the big uh, music story this week was uh, Eminem. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Surprised everyone by dropping a brand new album called Kamikaze. Uh, it had artwork reminiscent of the Beastie Boys' License to Ill. It had and pretty much dissed everybody he could imagine during the lyrics of the album. He also released it with no pr- pr- promotion at all. Uh, complete surprise. And parts of it was produced with Jay-Z. Uh, so you listen to this thing. Uh, you Did you listen to this thing? I did not. Oh, you did? No, I chose not to. Yes, I listened to this thing then. All right. Um, How'd that go? <laughs> it's as if it's as if Eminem from late early two thousands time warped into Eminem of today. Okay. And just basically um, read a Wikipedia of what happened the past three years, <laughs> and then just decided uh, to rap and diss everyone. All right. Uh, I have a question. Answer. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Because I feel like that could be both. It is actually a little bit of both. (laughs) While there's nothing really, no real positive messages (laughs) to come out of any of this, it is hilarious to hear him Uh not only diss everyone of like the recent rapper R&B, mainly Drake and 
some other guy. Well, to be fair, Drake is very easily easy to diss. Yes, uh, you just mentioned Ghost Riders, <laughs> and boom, you yeah, just yeah, you did it. You, you mentioned right a there. son that you do for publicity, and bam, you did it. <laughs> it, it, it he is very easy to diss, uh, but no, he went after. Uh, what's the guy I sent you? I sent you that that uh, infographic of people who dissed. <laughs> who decided yeah, to diss. you, yeah, you sent me that thing. Yeah, I didn't really have time to pour over it, but yes. Oh uh, yeah, I'll pull it up. Uh, but yeah, uh, so... I can't remember this guy's name. So it sounds uh, like MGX, whoever that is. I don't know. But yeah, I don't know who that is. But yeah, uh, so it sounds like what you're saying is he, he, he does he sound a little bit more like he has. His rhythm back is it's like sounding a little bit more like his classic flow. Is that what you're trying to say? Uh, it's not really. A, yeah, it's more of a class. It's more like early Eminem, where yeah. it's fast, it's angry, but there's a melody and a beat and very sly references and raps like all throughout this thing, and it's really well done. I like it. So the production. Production-wise, it's great. Yeah, Content-wise, could be iffy and missing. That sounds like Eminem. That yeah. sounds like Eminem. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the the uh, seems like the feedback I've been seeing about this thing is a lot of people confused on what he thinks an Eminem record is in 2018. It's like a lot of people talk about like he's just talking about the same things he's always talked about, and talking a lot about the hypocrisy like involved in his like choice of beats and the choice of things he's making fun of basically saying is like he'll basically in the same song basically rap on a trap beat and then make fun of trap beats Mm -hmm. in the lyrics and then be like well what are you trying to say here are you like are you taking a side or not like make up your mind Eminem. like are you against these trends or are you for them like it just seems like this really confused moment in his career like he doesn't know what he wants to be anymore well it, uh, it's not necessarily what not knowing what he wants to be yeah. it's it's trying to capture that essence of what people think Eminem was sure Basically just, just go at it as raw as you can and we'll and something will come out of it whereas as his past three albums uh we Relapse or recovery. Yeah. Relapse. Well, don't forget about the Marshall Mathers LP two. Oh, which no. is the last thing he put That's out. That's right. Which was terrible. Yeah. Uh, he. I listened to that thing. I know we both listened to that thing, and that's why I didn't listen to this one. Yeah. Um. He does not reference that. Uh, yeah. I don't blame him. I don't think anyone will ever reference that. Let's <laughs> forget it happened. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like a lot of it, a lot of his act is still very trapped in twenty years ago, in a lot, almost twenty years ago, I guess I should say, where it just seems like it's like, does he really need to? He's still re- are relying on say certain words as a crutch. No. Uh still. No. What I not read. really. But he is um, basically still angry at everything. Yeah. Or. or it's, it at least seems like he's still angry at everything. Yes. It just strikes me as someone who hasn't been paying attention, like has been paying attention maybe surface level to trends in hip-hop but not actually, doesn't actually care about any of it. I mean, also, like he's a man who just is trapped also, in his own kind of image of what he thinks rap should be and is ignorant to changes. I don't know. 
Well, he addresses the changes of of the rap and R&B hip-hop world, but in the Eminem style that you wished and hoped it would be, rather than just slyly doing it. Maybe not what I, maybe maybe someone else would wish and hope it would be. What ye old Eminem would be like. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think your comparison about somebody, yeah, time time traveling is probably apt here. Yeah, <laughs> for better or for worse. Well, because it says it, it says if like all the good praise he got from recovery and um, relapse and revival, uh, the, that's, those are those are the three: Re- recovery, relapse, and revival. That's true. Remember, because they all sound the same to me. Yeah, because there are <laughs> that's the trilogy of them. Sure. But yeah, it seems like the the good praise and the Grammy praise that he got from those are basically just thrown out the window and it's, hey, Eminem, what are you pissed about now? That's a good question. And they just put him in the booth and let him go. And sometimes that works. Yeah, well... Sometimes it doesn't. Well, I'm glad you... Uh... There's, there's more good than bad on this album. Okay, all right. Maybe I will have to actually listen to this thing. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I feel like I can't. But, really... Yeah, I, I think the time traveling aspect is very apt of what this thing actually is. Yeah, it's not Eminem growing as an artist. It's <laughs> Eminem getting back to old yeah. school Eminem it, for for better or for worse. That that sentence is really disappointing. Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's let's move on from that then. So let's talk about video games. Okay. Oh, is that your video game preparing sound? Okay, okay. Yeah, <laughs> you're prepared. We're ready now. Yeah, I'll, I'll like an old school video game. Try to boot up there. Yeah, a little bit. All right, uh, let's, let's go. We got some new releases. We start video games with new releases. This week we have Immortal Unchained for PlayStation Four and Xbox One. NASCAR Heat Three. I bet that's a NASCAR game uh, for PlayStation Four and Xbox One. NBA Two K Nineteen. Yes. Is out on PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Yes. Uh, making a Switch version of that. Yeah. You can play that uh, with either LeBron on the cover. Okay. I think that's LeBron. Is it LeBron on the cover? Well, it's or, also... Or, or, also... or uh, the, the Greek Freak, Atema Kimbazuna. The Greek Freak? Yeah. Remember when I tried to make you say that one guy's name for that? Oh, yeah. That guy knew. I can't <laughs> think of that guy's name. For, for the Bucks? Yeah. Atema Kimbaho? Or whoever? Uh, yeah, I don't even know who you're talking about. You know who but I'm talking about. If that's not enough basketball for you, NBA Live 19 is also out this week. Hey, two! That's on PlayStation and Xbox. Uh, SNK Heroines Tag Team Frenzy, which is, I believe, a fighting game with all the female characters from um, the SNK fighting games. I believe you're right. Um, is out on PlayStation 4 and, S- and Switch. And lastly, the big release of the week. Friday, it's Spider-Man time. Spider-Man for the PS4 is out. Uh, we will be red boxing that hopefully on Friday. Yeah, we'll check that uh, out. We'll stream some. We'll for stream you. it. Apparently, it's gotten good reviews so far. People like it. Reviews People hit like today. It. And yeah, nothing but positive buzz. Uh, so look forward to that this weekend. Uh, yep. Speaking of Sony and their PlayStations, well, if you have a PlayStation Two that needs fixed, well, uh, Sony's only letting you do it. Until August 31st, so this is already passed, actually. Yes, you had to have registered already. Uh, so, yeah, uh, they are pulling the plug on their um, aftercare service for the PlayStation 2, which I didn't realize they were still having. Apparently it's still, in, still tw- in the year of our Lord, 2018, you could have still gotten your PS2 fixed by Sony. 
Yeah. I mean, PS2 is the best-selling console of all time. It's true. Any PlayStation 2 that arrives after September 7th uh, to Sony will not be serviced. Customer support for the PS2 will also officially end. So you won't be able to call them up and ask why your uh, DVD copy of, um, um, I don't know, GTA 3 is not playing correctly. So, get on it. Yeah, but also, um, PS2, come on, guys. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're in the four, Play possibly adding five. Not one, but two other systems at this point. Right. All right. Moving on to our next story is about Peggy. I know, you're probably asking, who's Peggy? Uh, Margaret. Oh, wow. No, uh, Peggy, that's P-E-G-I. That's the uh, Pan-European Game Information yes. Council, which is basically their ESRB. Right. Uh, so whenever you see like Ubisoft uh, do a trailer reveal, yeah. and they do Peggy 18. Yeah, that's my favorite. I love when the voice <laughs> says Peggy 18. Yeah. It's hilarious. So that, uh, so that Peggy... Yeah, that Peggy. What's she been up to? So Peggy uh, is going to start including a new content descriptor icon on rating licenses for physical releases of video games. Quote, in-game purchases is already a term that they use for digital-only games, but we'll also see on packaging of retail games in stores. So basically they'll be adding on this in-game purchases tag for any game that has, what do you know, in-game purchases. Hey, uh, well, as you said, they already did this for digital sales. But this will be on retail packaging. Yes. Uh, so in a customer sur- in consumer survey, in case you're wondering, only 2% of parents... Do not monitor their children's spending, but the most common one is asking for permission with 60%. Wait, you wrote that weird, but I think what you're trying to say is 60% said that the parents ask, or kids ask permission to spend their parents' money based on video games. Yes. Which is good, I guess, that the vast majority of kids do. But this is, of course, applied to games just in case the stragglers uh, are spending money that that they don't actually... That their parents are not proven. Yeah, I think there was like, uh, I think you said like 30% of kids get either a weekly allowance to spend or yeah. a gift card or like a, one of the like oh, prepaid cards. Can you imagine that being like getting an allowance as a kid now? Because I feel like I wouldn't know what to do with it. Back when I got an allowance, you know what I did with it? You I saved hoarded it. No, I hoarded it um, and I would use it to buy lunch at school. Mm-hmm. Because my parents thought lunch, buying lunch at school was like some sort of weird, like, like rich kid thing to do. Same here. And so they would always be like, well, just make a sandwich in the morning and take it. And I did that most days, but sometimes I'd really want that cheese pizza, man. Fried that pizza. That rectangle ass pizza. The cardboard pizza. And the zebra pizza? cakes. Yeah. And the zebra cakes. So I would get, I was, so I would, I would use my, my allowance for that. Same. Yeah. But how much was your allowance? 50 cents. It never went up. Never went up. They told me it was going to go up. It never went up. Mine was $2 a week. <laughs> My sister got up to a dollar at one point. Mine was $2 a week. That's good. I would I would have loved $2 a week. <laughs> like, I, I heard something the other day that was talking about, like, oh, yeah, I give my kid, like, $10 a week. I was like, you have $10? What the? What the? <laughs> what are your kids spending $10 on a week? I don't know. Pack Pokemon cards. It's probably what I would have done. I don't know. And also pizza. Anyways. I don't know. When I took the bus, kids... The the rich kid uh, who had a whose bomb had We're a Costco, now. whose bomb had a Costco card. <laughs> oh man! Bought packs of of KD Costco uh-huh. and sold them on the bus. What a jerk! Like a dollar fifty wow. cents each. So like you'd sell candy bars for like a dollar. You sell half of it, you'd make your money back. Yeah. Plus, yeah. 
And so, yeah. Teaching that kid sister used to do that with red belts. Yeah. I mean, yeah. hell, our bonbons. Yeah, bon- I guess, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. The Bonbon Empire. Let's not talk about Bonbon Empire here. <laughs> what? Let's move on. All right. Uh, so what else can we not spend our money on? Our next story is about stuff we probably won't be able to spend our mon- money on. That's Japanese video games. Because TGS, that's the Tokyo Game Show 2018, is starting to pick up uh, uh, for its t- September 19th date. Uh, uh, that's two start. weeks out. So it's picking up some rumors. Uh, the first rumor being rumor mill. Check, check, the check. possible final trailer for Kingdom Hearts 3. Yeah. Including a showing of Big Hero 6 World. The only reason this is being brought up is because... You love to- Kingdom Hearts? One, I love Kingdom Hearts. And two, Tokyo Game Show is, aside from E3, the place where um, they show yeah. off Kingdom Hearts stuff. Yeah, probably. Whenever uh, I think Union Cross was first premiered at... Uh, TGS, um, a lot of the early trailers were premiered at TGS. They have and, track record. Yes, yeah, yes, they're they're known for premiering stuff. Okay, it's the big game show outside of the U.S. that isn't right. e, that isn't Gamescom that isn't E3. Right, uh, but outside of Kingdom Hearts, there's also rumors that there will be a stage event for Death Stranding, the new Kojima this is, game. This is not rumors. This is confirmed. There it will be a stage event. It's not the way you wrote this. That's okay. all I'm saying. Uh, yeah. But yes, uh, that that means that more pieces, hopefully, to the mystery of this game will be revealed, whatever the hell this thing is. Hopefully. So there is a stage of it. It's unknown what's, uh, what's going to be there, if it's stuff we already know, or if it's yeah. new stuff. But they have a stage, a booth, or something. So maybe Rob Perlman will show up. And the last, uh, maybe, uh, the last thing uh, rumor being rumored is a new IP by the studio that brought you Yakuza. This is a game that has been in development for the past three years and has been in development in various stages. Uh, the last time that team released a game that wasn't a Yakuza game was Binary Domain 2012. 2012? That's yeah. like five, six years ago. A long time. They've been hard at work on those Yakuza games. Yeah, so, I mean, they're, they make money. They came out with one earlier this year. But yes, uh, lastly, uh, uh, we, this is a final f- story is our follow-up uh, story on something we've been covering a few times this year. Da, uh, da, 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 the da. IOC, that was of course the International Olympic Council, uh, deciding on whether or not what kind of games they would include if they were to cover esports. So, um, the Pan-Asian Games mm-hmm. are happening later this year where they're doing an exhibition on esports. But esports is kind of a big topic, so what would exactly would or could you cover in an esports? We did partially cover this earlier, uh, uh, earlier on this podcast about how they had previously said that they did not plan on including violent games. Mm-hmm. This time, they're being more specific. They are using the term "quote killer games" unquote, uh, and they are saying that, uh, or uh, uh, I guess someone from the IFC, Thomas Bach said that games about killing someone is not in line with Olympic values. So yeah, as you mentioned, a demonstration event will be part of the Asian Games this year. Uh, blood in video games is apparently where they will cross the line. Uh, blood is easy to define, and thus we'll be able to determine, okay, this is a killing game and this is not. Mm-hmm. So for for instance, I don't believe your League of Legends and Dota's of the World have yes. blood. They do not. No, they do not. I, do, I believe... Overwatch does. Overwatch not does, I think. I believe you could turn that off, though. But is, is there? I believe there is. An There's option. an option that you could turn that off. Um, maybe it doesn't. 
Because uh, you know, now that I think about it, Overwatch is tame. Yeah, I don't think maybe it doesn't. I don't think it is. I don't. I think you're thinking of a. Uh, I was either like Call of Duty. Well, yeah, yeah, definitely. Call you can turn it. the blood off. And then um, um, uh, Fortnite. I think that's also team rated. So I don't think that does either. Yeah. One what I would see would like to see instead of um, fighting games or shooting games. Yeah. Just do a bunch of speed running stuff. That'd be fun. That'd be not fun. what they're doing. They, they I know. want esports, esports. I know. That's a different kind of esport. But the if, realist esport. But if they do Mario Maker speed oh, runs, man. blind. <laughs> those ones are those are the greatest. Yeah. No. If only I wish it was that kind of esports, but it's not going. To I be. know, but it's going to be do, competitive. Do a blind team Trader Mario run. Maker esports run. If only. That would be great. All right. Well, yeah, that's... and that, I would I would actually be a level playing field too because it's because yeah. it's a blind run, so no one knows what it is yeah. or what yeah. what the level is, and you just basically get the best Mario players, which there's plenty of in every every country. This is true. And you just have them all go head to head. Yeah. All right. Well, that does it. That's our last news story for video games. So, real quick, did you play any video games this week that are new? Uh, talk about new. I said we talked about Donut County last. I played week. a little bit more Donut County. I uh, went back and got some uh, uh, stuff I missed. Oh, it's still did good. You I did not. What are you missing? No, I I, <laughs> I got frustrated over the freaking uh, soup recipe uh, because of the stupid cockroaches. Oh, they kept going. It was soup? driving me insane. So yeah. I just gave. I bailed on it. I was just yeah. like, I can't. I'm not going to sit here and do this forever. Although I was thinking about uh, kind of at work this week, just kind of daydreaming as I do. And one of the things I thought about was like, man, I the one thing I wish that they had in Donut County was just let me out in the whole world. Like maybe a combination of the entire thing and just let me just drop stuff for a while. An end game of just like kind of like an game. endless mode. Yeah. I want an endless mode in that game so much. I would just play that. Okay. And it made and the other thing is the side effect of that game is it made me it's given me a huge katamari craving. <laughs> I want to play a katamari game so bad and I don't know how because I don't think there is a current generation katamari game. Right. I'm almost to the point where I was like I want to check if the the 361 is on the Game Pass. Because yeah. I I might that might get me to re up for the two dollars that they are offering right now <laughs> if I can play katamari for a couple months. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna make you feel a little bad right now. Okay. But um, for those of you who want to play Donut County, yeah. But do not have the PS4 or system to play it on. Right. It is available on the iPad for an iOS. Yes. Yes, it is. At the low, low price of six dollars. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense why it's more on the console. I I think because you're getting a better experience, in my yeah. opinion. Uh, but yeah, if you're somebody who prefers to play that kind of experience on a tablet, yeah, that's perfect for an iPad. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, I definitely we still recommend Donut County. It's still one of the best games of the year. So still check it out. Uh, but yeah. Other than that, Other the than only that, game I've been playing is uh, some Yahoo Fantasy Football. Right. Trying to get my team set because people keep getting injured or keep leaving their team, and I'm one yeah. trying to win the get off the right foot. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll be playing that. I'm charge. I'm charging my uh, 3ds back up because I think I might uh, jump back into Sun and Moon. Uh, I've been in a very Pokemon headspace, <laughs> thanks to the Twitch stream uh, we've been watching a lot of. Yes. Uh, currently, by the way, if you need an update, they're in the Orange Islands episode. So, uh, so yeah, we talked about how they started last Monday. Firmly in the second season, per se, of the show. Uh, so yeah, if you want to see that, that's on Twitch.tv. 
And let's use that as a segue into our plugs for ourselves. Because if Cause you want to watch podcast, us, that's the end of the on podcast. So twitch.tv. You can. This weekend, we will hopefully be playing some Spider-Man on the PS4 for you. And that's on twitch.tv slash media boat. So check us out there if that sounds cool. You can also catch us every Wednesday live here on YouTube for our podcast, the Media Boat Podcast. We'll be back, of course, next week um, at 8 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube. Just search Media Boat Podcast. You'll find our channels. Like and subscribe. You can also find us on social media channels. We're on Twitter at, at MediaBoatCast. We're on Facebook, search Media Boat Podcast. We are on Patreon if you want to donate as little as a dollar a month. Patreon.com slash MediaBoat. You can also find our written works on MediaBoatPodcast.com. And lastly, if you want to hear the audio version of this podcast, you can also find us on Apple Podcasts as well as any RSS feed-driven media or podcast device of your choice. Uh, so, yeah. Those are the plugs. Uh, we'll be back, as I said, next week. In the meantime, that will do it for the Media Boat Podcast. Yes, that'll do it for us. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll be back next week Thanks. with more fun and entertainment and games. Feedback about... We'll talk about Spider-Man. Talk about Spider-Man. We're going to talk about some more movies. We'll talk about... Um, yeah. Emmys got to be coming up soon, right? Uh, Emmys are in uh, three weeks, I think. And, end of September. End of the, end of the, of the month. month, I believe. Yep. All right, so we'll see you. All right, thank you all for tuning in. Bye. Bye.